You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Brenna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Over 7 million different animals inhabit our planet. People love seeing seals around, and unfortunately, the blind monk seal, there's not that many. They're hard to, you know, they're hard to see. What can they teach us? There's that monk seals are facing, and that's why Midway Island had just covered in garbage where the monk seals live. We just covered in garbage where they... Many species are in crisis and need your help. Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. This is Chris. And I'm Angie. I just, I want to go to Hawaii now again. I, I'm dying to go back to Hawaii after studying and researching about the monk seal there. I want to go to Hawaii. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. I've been lucky enough to go a couple times in my life. And mm-hmm. the most recent time was about six years ago, right after John and I got married. And it was amazing. I did have mm-hmm. to convince him a little bit because he was like, well, why don't we just go to a Caribbean island? Because that's so much closer. Closer to where- Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, no, honey, you don't understand. Like Hawaii is just, it's all the ecosystems there. Mm-hmm. It's just, in- it's just incredible. And the people and the culture. So of course he begrudgingly was like, okay, okay. You know, it's my new wife. I got to make her happy. <laughs> yes. And I'll tell you what, we, after being, we got to go to the big island to see my best friend, Nani and her husband, Bob mm-hmm. and their young kids at the time. The minute we touched down on the big island, he was like, you are so right. And I yeah, love that. Yeah. You know, it's always fun when the husband or the spouse is to say like, oh, you were right. And then I get my tape recorder. A good husband does that. Yeah. Good yeah. Husband I get my that. tape recorder yeah. out and I'm like, what was that? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but no, it, it was just, it's just so incredible there. And we got to swim with manta rays when we were mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we uh, did a lot of snorkeling and saw sea turtles. However, we did not see any Hawaiian monk seals. And after researching this past week, this incredible darling, the cutest seal, mm-hmm. I'm just, I need to go back. So I feel you. And, and luckily now it's super, Easy to convince John, except for my maybe the finances to get over there. That's what the problem is now. <laughs> now, yeah, now, now he's like, there's no, four not, of us now, yeah. not two of us, right? Yeah, it's a little tough. 
He's like, uh, honey, we're just going to go to the, uh, St. Augustine. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like an hour the, away. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know, pack up the car, get the peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, but no, Chris, this is yeah. going to be such a great podcast. And mm-hmm. I, for so many reasons, I'm sure a lot of people are t- tuning in just for the fact that the word seal is in the title. And I right, don't right. blame you because seals, regardless of which species it is, is one of the most loved animals in the world. They're mm-hmm. playful and curious and they have shenanigans. Like they're just oh. super charming. And yep. that face, that puppy dog face. Oh, so Pip and I were in San Diego a couple weeks ago and we actually just watched, we sat there for a couple hours and just watched the sea lions from a distance and just besides the smell, you know, <laughs> cause they are mammals, but, oh, and they just, I mean, they dogpile each other as they sleep. And then if one moves, they All bark the at each other. Oh, it's yes. just. You know, it's pure it, entertainment. Uh, it, they're just, yeah. and so people love them. And I think it's really important to point out right away that the Hawaiian monk seal is one of the most endangered marine mammals in the entire world. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. They and are, I, and it, they've got an interesting story, huh? Yeah, and I yeah. think that that was what struck me. I knew, I know, back when we did elephant seals last year that we touched a little bit on monk seals, but of course I didn't have time to do a lot of research and really understand mm-hmm. their full conservation story, mm-hmm. how endangered they are, what mm-hmm. people are doing. And we're going to talk about some amazing groups that have been working hard for years to save them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it was really interesting to research this week. And I think that it'll be very easy if you stick with us to fall in love with the Hawaiian monk seal in general, because they're just really awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a tropical seal that, you know, it just. Well, yeah, yeah, let's just stop right there for a second. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's crazy, right? Like most seals are inhabit cold or at least temperate water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these are tropical seals that love the warm water. And they're <laughs> one of the only few tr- seals. Tropical seals left, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what a life, though. You look at some of these pictures, and they're in the crystal clear water. Oh, they're in Somewhere. Hawaii. Yeah, you I know. know. <laughs> I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, but it's yeah. worth bringing up again because it's so yeah. amazing about Hawaii. Mm-hmm. What I didn't realize is the weather in Hawaii is so perfect mm-hmm. that most homes do not have heat or yeah. air conditioning. No. They don't no, need it. Just, it's yeah. perfectly like 78 to 82 and amazing. Yeah. Now, depending on like if you're on the big island, if you go up the mountains where, you know, there's actually a little bit of snow. It, so it can, it can change, mm-hmm. but in just all the different ecosystems. Oh my goodness. On the big island, they have basically a grassland, a tropical desert, snow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all, talk about all the different. I think per unit area, Hawaii has like the most ecosystems in in like a small part because it's just so, I mean, there's the dry side of the island and the wet side and the tropical and then the desert. And then, I mean, it's just, yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah. It's just, they've got, oh, like the Galapagos too. The Galapagos is like that. I remember that. That's where we talked about it, where they just have a very diverse biome too. These, these bigger islands that are able to, to capture different weather patterns, right? So, yes. and then the stars driving through the middle of the big island mm. where there's obviously no lights and there's some big, there's some amazing ob- 
observatories out there. Oh yeah. The stars, yeah. it was like it it was like 3D. I mean, I'll never right. the stars were like all around me and they felt like they were like on top of my head and it was just, mm-hmm. just it was a surreal almost out of body experience. It was so cool. So Hawaii needs to send us some money for pushing them as a I know, tourist destination. Right? Right? It is. Well, and I'm a little biased yeah. to them. My bestie lives over there, but uh, yeah. she's, a, she's a smart lady for choosing yeah. Hawaii. That's for sure. Well, and, and these, these seals, I mean, the whole archipelago, archipelago. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have a hard time with that one. The archipelago. How do you say that? Archipelago? Archipelago? Yeah, that. <laughs> The tomato, tomato. Yes. The island chain is, is huge. It's huge. Yes. It's not just the big island in Maui and Kauai and Oahu. It's, it's, there's, there's hundreds of islands. Oh yeah. And little yeah. atolls and stuff that these, mm-hmm. these seals live on. So. Well, and Chris, one of the factoids I found was super fascinating. I did not know the answer to is the Hawaiian monk seal is one of the only native Mammal species to Hawaii. So everything else mm-hmm. has either been brought in. Mm-hmm. And so there's one other one. And I think the answer will surprise you. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I have an idea. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And it's not it, in the bird family. That's your hint. It, it's not. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we did snowy owl. That snowy owl that flew all the way to right, Hawaii. But- Mm-hmm, yeah, but that is, wouldn't okay. fall in the native category. No, <laughs> so no, it's not. The, no, well, but they're not. They're not a mammal. So there you go. <laughs> well, then there's there is that too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, but it's land dwelling, right? Because there are plenty of whales and other mammals in the ocean. It's on the okay. island. Okay. Okay. Not okay. in the ocean. All right. All right. We'll see if our listeners can figure it out by the end. So let's describe this thing, Hawaii monk seal. I mean, it, it, it's it's. Definitely different looking than other seals, right? Cute. It's final answer. Oh, God, it's adorable. It's it's like the cutest face. There, I mean, seal faces, but of seal face, this is harbor seal cute, right? Well, it's that nose. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah, and they they have this gray coat, and then it's kind of silvery gray underneath. Mm-hmm. So that dark on top, lighter on the bottom. It just, I mean, a little bit more slender than other seals, but. Mm-hmm. I think they have a they have a little bit broad, flat, small head. I think yeah, like you mentioned, yeah, They're really large black eyes. And mm-hmm. unlike some other seals, like I said, these nostrils are located mm-hmm. at the top of their short snout. So mm-hmm. just really, it's just this distinct snout that you just want to smooch. Of course, you can't because they're wild animals. Don't do it. Right. I do not promote smooching wild no, animals. No, uh, no, no smooch no. your dog and kitty cats at home. Your dog yeah. will love it. Your cat will probably not. Scratchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then can we talk about baby seals? They're puppies. Oh, they've got to be the cutest. They're just, oh, what is it? Baby seals. They're adorable. You win. You'll win that argument all the time. I know. I know. Well, it's, uh, well, they're, with the Hawaiian monk seals, the babies are actually really interesting because they are born with black hair. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they really look, they really stand out from the mom and they're very charming because this is, it's, you don't really, there's not really seals out there with black fur or hair. Mm-hmm. And so once they wean, they, they do start molting and they're, 
they come into more of their adult colors, which is like you mentioned, the silver, gray, brown mm -hmm. type colors. Yeah. But yeah, I just couldn't, when I was watching video after video, uh, getting familiar with these guys, the pups were just so cute. It's so adorable. It's and so the, adorable. the way they play, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that more when we get to behavior, but yeah. they're just, and they're so curious. I watched a lot of videos where they'll interact with divers. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. the divers can't, interact with them but the no, seals no. in general are just so intelligent and curious they you know it's like they know i guess that it's not a shark or something yeah phenomenal yeah. phenomenal oh they're, they're they're beautiful remember these are earless seals we'll get to that i mean they have ears they just don't have you external know, appendages external ears yeah and you know they're they can get up to like seven and a half feet long 2.3 mm -hmm. meters yeah. so not not small and no. Yeah, it could weigh up to 450 pounds or over 200 kilograms. Mm -hmm. So, so they can be big. They can be yeah, big. Yeah, and the females can be a little bit bigger than the males. So there's definitely some sexual I know. going on. <laughs> it's like last week we did bald eagles where the females are 25% bigger. Yeah. And then I'm like, this one, and you'll find out they're related to elephant seals, but for a seal, usually the males are bigger. Usually for like breeding yeah. and things like that and territory. Yeah. yeah. Think of elephant seal. The, the mm -hmm. males are enormous. They're, they're gigantic. Even sea lion males are huge. So yeah. Anyways, uh, fascinating. Now these are in the Hawaiian archipelago or the Hawaiian chain. I'm never <laughs> saying that word for the rest of the pod. No, please help no. us all. Just so, kidding. Cause I, I can't say <laughs> it either. Yeah, I know. I'll just be like That's the Hawaiian funny. island chain. Right. So it is this, this is the only place where they're found Correct. is this island change. So there is the main Hawaiian islands that everybody knows about, you know, whole, you know, Hawaii, Maui, Molokai, Lanai, Oahu, Kauai, and a few smaller ones around there. Mm -hmm. The monk seals are found there, but then you have this whole island chain. French frigate shoals goes out to these reefs all the way to Midway. Atoll, which, you know, was a big battle in World War II out to the Cure Atoll. So that whole island chain is where these monk seals live. And it just, if you can picture on a map, I'm like a real visual person. It helped mm -hmm, me out mm -hmm. is that from the islands, this, these extra mo mostly non-inhabited mm -hmm. little islands extend northwest. Yes. Northeast, of, like, like northeast, northeast, north, towards Japan, northeast. towards Japan, yeah, okay. <laughs> towards Japan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not helping way. anybody yeah. out here, am I? Yet? No, 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 yeah. Well, wouldn't it be northwest towards Japan? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right, Doctor Chris. <laughs> Look at oh, 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 what was? Hold on, wait. Let me get my um, let me get my phone recorder on, and then and then wait. <laughs> okay, fine. I, yeah, I'm looking east, but you're right. It's northwest. It okay, goes. I just want to make sure that like my northwest is not confused from I guess your. This is one where we don't edit it out because yeah, okay. So looking at the islands, if you look north left, where it goes left out. From left islands, as in what was the what was the word west? Yeah. All right, moving on. Northeast. <laughs> I just. This is fun for me. I'm, uh, I'm no, like, no. we can stop now. I'm, I'm ahead of the game. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's a huge, huge, you're talking four or 500 miles. Oh yeah. It's, range. it extends very long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a huge range. It's a huge range. So, but that's where, the, that's, that's it. That's where they're found. They're not found anywhere else. 
Uh, and that's why they're Hawaiian monk seal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they Hawaii. picked a very, very perfect place to live. Yeah. And they've been there, as I'm sure they'll discuss in evolution, a mm-hmm. very, 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 very long yes. time. And so before we get there, talking about Hawaii and these island chains. And the reason I, I went down this rabbit hole, Angie, is because I'm looking at this picture now. Uh, I think it was a, a year ago or a little bit over a year ago. I saw some images from Midway Island. And it showed, you know, it's a small island mm-hmm. and it was a military outpost in World War II that it was once pristine and beautiful, but now it's just covered in garbage. Like literally the shores are covered in garbage. And I was just, I was so taken back by those images and I was just like, are you kidding me? So I went down the the rabbit hole of the the great Pacific garbage patch and I found a, a very interesting study I'm going to get in here in a second. But what these garbage patches are, because we've mentioned it before, but we haven't really described a lot of it, I guess, or, or sure. kind of gone down. Sure. Well, I was yeah. actually quite surprised in one of my classes I teach, just polling the students, mm-hmm. oh, you know, have you heard of this? And a lot of them actually hadn't, which is fine. That's why we're there. That's, you know, yeah, I want to talk to about it and, and show them, show it to them. And uh, as we're covering the different ecosystems, and food chains and things like mm-hmm. things like that in my ecology class, but yeah, I think it is worth uh, giving it just a quick mention too for people that haven't heard of it or obviously mm-hmm. want the updated science behind it, which I'm sure you'll bring us. Oh yeah, no, I have a great study out of nature. So what these garbage patches are? So there's there's huge. You're going to see this is a huge area of the ocean where uh, mostly plastic, but like fishing gear, just garbage collects. Because there's these things called gyres, which are these rotating ocean currents. So they said, think of it as like a big whirlpool, right? And the whirlpool collects everything in the center. Mm -hmm. So that's what these gyres are doing, forming these big patches of plastic and garbage. Now, the Pacific garbage patch is the largest, and it's, it's huge. And most of it's now microplastics. I mean, microplastics because they are breaking down smaller than a pencil eraser and you can't really see them with the naked eye. And that is what has a lot of us worried because the marine life is eating this microplastics, which then in turn we eat the fish or whatever else we fish, you know, or even shellfish, I guess shellfish filter feeders, things like that mm-hmm. could get some of these microplastics and those chemicals in their bloodstream and absorb it. So that's, that's where the worry is, you know, we're going to get to why care in a second, but this is a big reason why care. So this article out of nature scientific reports is evidence that the great Pacific garbage patch is rapidly accumulating plastic. And this was a big conglomerate out of Europe. Uh, The ocean cleanup foundation out of the Netherlands is the one who led this study, but there's, Oh geez. University of Portsmouth, out of UK, uh, Bristol. So what is that? Uh, Roger Williams University. So a bunch of, it's a big, big study that they did. And so looking at the study, I mean, basically they said that, that globally our plastic consumption is about 320 million tons, which, Whoa. yeah, in the last decade, we've consumed more plastic than ever in human it's history. Crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's a temporary, it's a temporary thing. You use it temporarily and you you toss it away. 
And they said a small portion gets recycled or incinerated, but most just get thrown into landfills or in the natural environment, which includes the ocean. So this great Pacific garbage patch, do you know where it's at? In the Pacific. Have you seen a map? Yeah. Okay. That's good. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Well, I, okay. To be honest, I don't mean it to be a trick question, but when I thought of it, I thought it was in the middle of the Pacific. Right. That's where I, that's where I thought it was. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, wow. Okay. It's in the middle of the Pacific. It's actually between me and California and Hawaii. Right. Yes. That's where it's at. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. That's where I thought it was. Like way past, way Hawaii. way out there, right? Like, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. No, it's right off my coast. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not right. I mean, it's a couple hours flight off my sure, coast, sure. But that's where it's at. So I was like, wow, I didn't know that. So they did a a survey. They went and collected a bunch of this debris using, and then used a model, which again we've explained before that we use in science. So using this model and all the the mapping that they've done and the flights and looking at the size of it and everything. So they've calculated that there's at least in this patch alone, on average, they figure it's around 80,000 tons of plastic are floating inside the Great Pacific garbage patch. The size is four Mm. to 16 times higher than previously reported. Right. I thought it was like... uh Two Texases or something like that? It is about that now. So it's okay. an area of 1.6 million kilometers. As I say, for those of, for those of you that aren't familiar, uh, of, of the size of Texas here in the U.S., it's our largest state. Yeah. yeah. And it takes you a good day and a half to drive across it. It's huge. <laughs> I've it's driven huge. through Texas. Yes. Yeah, oh, boy, they. I'll just, that's, I'll leave yeah. it like that. Yeah. That was a long drive. Well, mm-hmm. okay. 1.6 million kilometers wide. Mexico is 1.9 million kilometers squared. So it's almost the size of Mexico because we've said that before, which is bigger than Texas, right? So it's right. huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And they they estimate on, you know, their estimate is about 1.8 trillion pieces of plastic That's are floating nuts. in this. T. Yeah. Trillion with the yeah, T. Yeah, trillion mm-hmm. pieces of plastic. That's just in this one. I mean, there's garbage patches in the Caribbean, the Atlantic. Uh, anyways, when they did dredge it or pulled it out, uh, they pulled out, they pulled out 1.1 million pieces of trash and 99.9% of it was plastic. So not mm-hmm. aluminum cans or something like that. Cause that stuff. Right. Right. Or glass or yeah. 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 It is all plastic out in the middle of the ocean, just sitting there and. It's near monk seals and we're going to talk more about this later too. It is killing off marine life like crazy. It just is. It, it animals are washing up dead all the time. So sure. anyways, that's what's going on. And that is one of the pressures that monk seals are facing. And that's why Midway Island had just covered in garbage where the monk seals live. I mean, just covered in garbage where they, they, you know, have their pups and right, the pups breed, are young. Grounds. Mm-hmm. 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 So that's one of the reasons I care, you know, about this animal is what's going on in the oceans, but also as a top predator, I mean, they're hugely important. Oh, yes, Chris. Absolutely. Monk seals are like an apex predator. They serve, which is top dog on the chain, right? They, they serve a huge role in the ecosystem as far as impacting the prey populations, which they 
eat and they consume. So, I mean, you strip them out of there and it's just going to disrupt the whole food web. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, since they're a marine mammal, they can be hard to do these in-depth studies on, but it's thought that they prey upon about 40 species of marine animals that live amongst the coral reefs, uh, cephalopods, crustaceans. So, I mean, they really have this unique niche at the top of their food chain and they're really, really, really important. So with their numbers in decline, that can disrupt the whole thing. And of course, we tend to think of seals as just cute and fuzzy, which they are and awesome and Mm -hmm. curious and playful. But yeah, I mean, they definitely are good hunters and Mm. they do a great job kind of balancing out the coral reefs, especially, especially around the Hawaiian islands. Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. I mean, it's just one of the the papers I was looking at talking about pinnipeds and how evolution, they drive evolution in other organisms like to escape predation. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, they definitely affect the communities they live in and they contribute to recycling of nutrients. I mean, they're just, Oh yeah. Seal poop is where it's at. (laughs) For fish and things. Well then, and then, and then, and then even looking at the microorganisms that live on the seals, the parasites and stuff that depend on them. Of course, of course. And they are not, not necessarily adults as much, but definitely Mm -hmm. they are, it can be a prey animal for large, even larger sharks, like the tiger shark too. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. as sad as that is, we do care about our sharks in our ocean and sharks, Mm -hmm. another apex predator are super Mm -hmm. important. So Mm -hmm. yeah, they just really have a big role that they fulfill. And I think that too, from a kind of economic point of view, which, you know, when it's not about the money, it's about the money. Divers and spectators, well, you know, uh, uh, yeah. you and Pip and uh, all of your friends yeah. going to see the seals. I know right. the sea lions. I love when I go to San Francisco and go, I, I forget the pier number, pier 40 yeah. something. And, yeah, yeah. and, and see the seals. Are those sea lions there? Or sea, lions? sea lions there. Yeah. yeah the California sea lions. Uh, the yeah. Sea lions. But yeah. just in general, they draw crowds and people's interest. And so. People love seeing seals around and unfortunately the Hawaiian monk seal, there's not that many. They're hard to, mm-hmm. you know, they're hard to see. And Hawaii, the Hawaiian government puts in a lot of restrictions for when they are on one of the main islands where there is the public, they try to, mm-hmm. you know, reduce human wildlife conflicts so the seals can do what they need to do as far as breeding. Right. But I find it super fascinating because we talked about how these are tropical seals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, this family of tropical seals includes the Hawaiian monk seal, which we're talking about mm-hmm. today, and the Mediterranean seal, which Chris will talk a little bit more in evolution, but also this Caribbean monk seal that's now nice. extinct. I know. The it's last extinct. Caribbean monk seal was seen in about 1952. Mm-hmm. And it's just super, super sad because I love going to, I've been blessed enough to travel to some of the Caribbean islands and do a lot of snorkeling. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be if there were seals? Like think of what, I know. I mean, people would love that. That could probably generate even more economic revenue and they're gone. There's no seals in the Caribbean anymore. And there used to be less than 70 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. I would just hate to see that happen again with the Hawaiian monk seal or with the Mediterranean monk seal, which is even, is even more critically endangered than, I mean, they're both not 
doing fantastic, but with mm. the Mediterranean monk seal, they think that there's about less than 500 individuals. I know. I know. Which I think yeah. it's kind of a good time to jump into a little bit of the conservation story. And uh, because it is, we, we've been talking a little bit about conservation optimism. We just released an episode with Julia. And this is, I think, a good story. It's a hopeful story. It's a story showing that people do love the Hawaiian monk seal and are working hard for it because there's many, many, many efforts in place to protect the Hawaiian monk seal. It's mm -hmm. listed as endangered under the U S endangered species act since 1976 before I was born. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, won't say yeah, move along, no, move no along. No comment. Along. Uh, uh, and it's also protected by the Marine Mammal Protection Act here in the U.S. And there's a handful of recovery efforts efforts that we'll talk about towards the end of the podcast of people that dedicate conservation heroes that dedicate their whole life to basically trying to um, rehabilitate juveniles that have been injured in the wild or from local fisheries if they're like caught in nets or anything. They work really, really hard to educate the public to promote basically no, you know, human wildlife conflict and also sometimes vaccinating seals against diseases. Mm -hmm. And people have been doing this for years. Uh, and currently there's estimates that the population of Hawaiian monk seals, they are considered endangered, not critically endangered by the IUCN, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they think there's about 632 mature individuals or roughly a population of maybe 1,100. Yeah. Some say maybe up to 1,400. Uh, it just depends on um, which, you know, what, what numbers you're looking at. So there's good news and kind of, I think, news that we need to also focus on here is mm -hmm. that they've been protected for a really long time considering. And when we talked about right. like bald eagle last week, it was protected and the numbers just skyrocketed. And it's off mm -hmm. the Endangered Species Act list right yeah is it mm -hmm. yeah okay. if they're off they're off okay. and now yeah and off. so the wine monk seal has been a little bit different uh they're currently still declining at about a rate of four percent a year mm -hmm. so they're really not getting this jump in the numbers which you think they should with all these protections under place and once again the good news is that without this because of all this protection, 30% more of this population is alive than it would be, right? So yeah. definitely the number, you know, the numbers would be a lot lower or they might be endangered. Or, or extinct, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, they might be extinct if the protections mm -hmm. hadn't been in place. But mm -hmm. they're just not seeing the rebound. The bounce, and yeah, the bounce you back. Have, yeah. Right, well, you have to ask, like, what's going on with our ocean health? What's going on with their reproduction, maybe their reproduction mm -hmm. health, things mm -hmm. like that. So, I mean, it, people are going to keep fighting for it. And this wine monk seal, I, I, I really believe hopefully it will rebound more. Um, and it is an amazing collaboration of efforts for different organizations and the government throughout the Hawaiian islands. And then even here in the States, I think you're going to talk mm -hmm. about a group here that works really yep. hard to protect them. So, but it is a little bit frustrating of like, oh man, you know, I mean, thank goodness. Thank goodness we put these efforts into place. So we got to keep doing what we're doing and then hopefully maybe get our oceans healthier, our animals healthier, things like that. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, it's, you would, you would hope with those protections in place, this is why species don't come off the endangered species list because they don't rebound and they still start, still suffer. And, you know, there is a lot of competition with fishermen and stuff. And we'll get to that later in the podcast, the, the pressures they're feeling. So, but they're here. Which, you know, we lost. And peop- the yeah, and people are fighting hard for them. And it's, you know, too mm-hmm, bad this didn't mm-hmm. happen with the Caribbean monk seal. So, yeah. you know, kudos to all the people out there. And once again, with this podcast, you can, if you weren't aware about the Hawaiian monk seal and their plight, share this with a friend because this picture mm-hmm. of a Hawaiian monk seal is going to change your life. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> They're adorable. They're we so have to adorable. fight for them. We have to fight for them and our, and our friends over on the Hawaiian islands because the Hawaiian islands are just a treasure. They're a treasure, whether you're yeah. from America or whatever country you're from. There's an mm-hmm. amazing place to visit and they have no, they tropical are. seals. <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know they are. It's wonderful. And there's a lot of diversity uh, of wildlife there. Now jumping into monk seals, Angie. So monk seals are the family of earless seals, which is Fosidae. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to episode, I think 82 elephant seal. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yes. Oh, I love that one. That also is from the same family. Mm -hmm. So these are the earless seals. You have the leopard seal, crab eater seal, harbor seal. And when you say earless, you mean they, it's just because they don't have an outward. Right. External ears, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike still hear really well. Oh yeah. They have ear canals, but Mm -hmm. unlike fur seals who have cute little ears or sea lions (laughs) who have cute little ears and they're from the family of Odor a day. Now there's one more pinniped family. I'm going to see if I can quiz you since I've already screwed up <laughs> northwest, northeast. <laughs> so who's the other family or, or what, what animal is, has their own separate family? Well, Chris, I am on fire today. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is the walrus. Yes. Okay. All right. So today is the walrus family. So they're their own family. There you go. Smarty pants. Which was another fun <laughs> episode that we did. Yeah. Yeah. That was way back when. Jeez. So the monk seals, and you said there's three. So mm-hmm. we have the Hawaiian monk seal, the extinct Caribbean monk seal, then the Mediterranean monk seal. Now, because of DNA evidence, because they did have Caribbean monk seal samples from pelts and stuff, looking at that, when they ran the DNA, they realized that it's not all in the same genus. So they used to be part of the Monacus genus, Mm -hmm. but the Hawaiian monk seal and Caribbean monk seal are their own genus together. Cool. Which is Neo-Monacus. Man, you are on, so, you're on fire tonight pronouncing words. These, well, <laughs> now maybe not all words, but definitely yeah. a, a species names. That's for sure. Yeah. So they're distant. So the Mediterranean ones are distantly related to okay. the, the Caribbean and Hawaiian monks. And are they considered tropical too, or not as much? I think so. Yeah, because it's okay. Mediterranean. But they where they live. I mean, you know, Greece. I, mean, I want to go around, there. Yeah. Yeah, around the Mediterranean, it's pretty warm. Now, Angie did say that, you know, the Caribbean monk seal was officially declared extinct in 2008, but like she said, 1950s was the, the last time they saw them. Mm-hmm. Now, quickly in evolution, I mean, this isn't our first pinniped. The, the two theories, it was a, a bear-like creature became the eared walrus and seals and an otter-like animal evolved into other seals. They don't, they don't really know. 
What like, they do know, like it went in the, it was on land and it like decided I'm going to live in the ocean. Right, right. I so. think I would do that. Yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. And then, my mom always thought that I was like a dolphin because I would just yeah. swim in the water for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. I love the ocean. I love the ocean. So the the earliest relative is Inalarctos and lived about 30 million years ago. So that all the pinnipeds, earless, eared, walrus, they all go back to that common ancestor but the monk seal is actually like a relic it's it's actually like one of the earliest pinnipeds on the planet and it, it makes sense because you know the, around that time it was a lot warmer the oceans right, were warmer yeah so over time they radiated out into the arctic and antarctic and kind of went around so the monk seals are, are this is the ancestor of all seals you know, that's why another reason to care. Like, sure. They're, they're, they're yeah. ancient. Now, this is cool. So they actually evidence points to, to monk seals migrating to Hawaii almost 11 million years ago. So they've been in the Hawaiian chain for almost 11 million years. They were smart. They were like, yeah, why would we go anywhere else? I mean, All right. seriously. Yes. All right. So let's do more trivia. Of the pinnipeds, who is their closest relative of mammals? I've already kind of given you hints. But there's one that's like closer, I think. Uh, wait. Thinks closer. Can you reword the question? What's the... Okay. Of all the mammals on Earth. Uh, oh, okay. The bear. Who... who... Okay, yeah, good. Ding, okay. ding, ding. You're right. Yeah, Ursidae. I, I just needed a, it was. Yeah, okay. Uh, the wheels, they, they, you could hear the cobwebs kind of, kind of turning. Right. Okay. So Ursidae, right, is Ursidae, the closest yes. relative, relative to seals and walrus. And then you have the mustelids, our favorites. I love our mustelids. We're going to get back to them soon. Yes, yeah. definitely. I love the mustelids. All right. So here's my question for you. Question is, What's more than a mile deep? Yeah, if you get this, Angie, I'm just gonna hang up and walk away because <laughs> I... there's no way. There's oh. no way. Okay. What's more than a mile deep? Four hundred miles long and holds twenty percent of all the Earth's fresh surface water. Why am I answering this? What what does it have to do with seals? Uh, you'll find out. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I'm the freshwater queen because I'm mm-hmm. from Michigan, okay. but I feel like that's not, I don't think, I don't know if it's that deep. Um, yeah, mile deep. A mile deep. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we're that deep there. Uh, uh, the big, the good, the good. Hold on. A fre- is it a freshwater lake? Is that what I'm looking yes, for? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. This I, you know what? This is in Chris. I feel mm-hmm. like from either watching a lot of YouTube videos or from mm-hmm. traveling, I feel like this is in there. And I, I don't think so. No, it's, in oh, Mongo- it- it's north. It's in Siberia. North oh, of Mongolia. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I'm, you no, know what? Not- I am so glad I don't know this because I do not want you to hang up. I think we need to keep. No, I said going. if you got it right, I was going to walk oh. away because there's no way. That's what I'm I was saying. Like, I'm glad I didn't get it right because I don't want you to walk yeah. away. I, you know, no, I, 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 I purposely got funny. it wrong, but no, I'm yeah. not too. I, I mean, to be, to be completely frank, I'm not too up to date on my Siberian freshwater lakes. 
Okay. So I wanted to bring it up again because I've talked about this species before, but it's Lake Bacall, which is a huge body of water in Siberia, north Mm -hmm. of Mongolia. It's the deepest lake in the world. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's at least 25 million years old. Wow. And it has insane diversity of wildlife. It's very Hmm. unique. It's almost like a Madagascar of lakes. Oh, wait. Are there freshwater seals in there? Yes. That's what I'm going back to. So. I saw I just, a little blurb of that and then I got, and then I just started looking again at seal picture, like their faces and I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. learn anything more. <laughs> I well, stopped there. <laughs> well, I brought it up because I, I did mention it in elephant seals, right? The oh, smallest okay. seal in the world is the Bacall seal. Mm-hmm. It's a freshwater seal. How cool is that? I know. I had to talk about them again. And, you know, they only get up to like four and a, four and a half feet long or 1.7 meters, weigh up to 150 pounds or 70 kilograms. They're small, but they live in this landlocked lake in the middle of Siberia. It's nuts. Yeah. And there's thousands of them. And I, I brought it up because I've seen some articles come across that, that Lake Bacall is actually, in, you know, they're worried about it with climate change and, because it really freezes over and has a lot mm-hmm. of ice. And now that it's warming up in Siberia, it's really disrupting what life there, the ecosystem there. So these little seals, it just, you got to look them up, but call seals. I, I'm going to, I'll post it. So it, it's, it's so cute. It's so cute. All seals are cute. I was going to say, I mean, I don't Is there an think, ugly one? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even, maybe the elephant seal, just kidding, kind of, not really. But the nose, yeah. The nose, yeah. you either love it or hate uh, it, but no, I think I love uh, it. But no, uh, I think that, that we could put a poll out there of what's the cutest seal and, oh, the Arctic might win. Yeah, oh, the fur seal, like, or the baby with the little baby. What, you're, maybe, there. no, I think we just, yeah, no, I don't think there would be a clear winner because it's just, they're yeah. all, they're all, they all make your heart want to melt. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, monk seals can live up to 30 years, but most don't, right? So I think what was the average, 10 to 15? Yeah, and we'll talk about it too when we get into reproduction a little bit. But they, I think they have a mortality rate of about 50%. So to make it the first year. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. It's tough in the tropics, you know, it's tough. And like elephant seals, they have that catastrophic molt once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I saw, I saw some of that when I was a year ago coming back down the coast, stopped and saw some elephant seals, uh, in San Simeon. Awesome. Uh, and I saw some of them molting, which was You're so really lucky. Cool. That's like in your backyard, more or less after you get out of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Going down the coastal highway, not too many people there. So yeah. And then, so they, when they molt, it, it's about 10 days and they'll just stay on the beach. And totally not a bad gig. Coat. Hawaiian beach, an island to yourself, yeah. no people around. Uh, yeah, and some drinks, cocktails. And uh, more sign me up. <laughs> yeah, that's I want to go. Um, some of the things, uh, diving, you know, they, they can go up to eight, 1800 feet, which is pretty, pretty deep. Yeah. I read on average it's about a hundred meters, but it, it's been mm-hmm. recorded up to, uh, 300 meters. Yeah. Which is deep, deep. Yeah, but it reminded me though, nowhere near our record setting elephant seal that we covered. No. Oh my gosh. Do you remember, since we're having so much fun with trivia tonight, do you remember how deep the elephant seal can die? Was it say 6,000 feet? Wasn't it 6,000 feet? Close, about 5,000 feet to 1,500 meters. 
So I'll give it 1500 meters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. Crazy. Well, there's, well, the 6,000 feet was the, uh, the beakers. Uh, it's the one, the whale, uh, whale, that small whale. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the beaks mm-hmm. whale. Yeah. That can go that deep. So but still, yeah, I they, mean, even with Hawaiian monk seals going a hundred meters on average or deeper, uh, they still will exhibit some of these physiological features that allow them to do mm-hmm. this. Of course, they have to hold their mm-hmm. breath and there's pressure going on and they'll exhibit, exhibit bradycardia, which is mm-hmm. their heart rate, fancy word for their heart rate will slow down to about eight times less than what it is when they're on the surface, when they're hauled out. And basically by this heart rate slowing down, it reduces the need for oxygen, which enhances the ability for them to stay down there longer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I know we, we talked about the elephant seal diving deep, their lungs flatten, you know, they, they have greater oxygen carrying capacity in sure. the red blood cells. Sure. With their myoglobin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that gives them the ability to dive deep, to, to forage and, and, and hunt because most, like Angie said, bony fish, reef dwelling bony fish, the crustaceans are cephalopods. They, they just love octopus. I mean, who doesn't like a good octopus? I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hunt. Yeah. So, you know, they, but the nocturnal octopus species eat that and they'll even eat eels. I've read. So, mm-hmm. you know, so different species, but just yeah. very, I think very different diet, right? It's, it's, it's what's available that they can Sure, get. sure. It's, it's really, it's really diverse. And yeah, Chris, I, I read somewhere that the bony fishes will make up about 80% of their diet in general. But yeah, I mean, they're also not super picky, right? They will go for other families that are deep sea down below mm-hmm. or shallow mm-hmm. reef fishes. So, uh, because they have to consume about five to 12 to 13% of their own mod- body mass per day. So wow. That's wow. a fair amount. God. Yeah. I mean, if you're 300 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of food. It's yeah. a lot of food. Yeah. Like what? 15 pounds or so. Right. Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring this up, you know, talking about in nutrition because, Talking about, you know, again, why I care about the plastics and the reason I bring it up is um, when Pippa, you know, a couple weeks ago went to, and I'm going to give a shout out here and I'll talk about them a little bit later, the Pacific Mammal Center here in Laguna Beach, which is about 10, 15 minutes from where I live. I love Laguna Beach. Oh yeah. I went to Dog Beach uh, around there. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful here. I will say though, uh, it was like a dog and people beach and this was my dog Mm -hmm. Sinatra. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, there was a, a, a kid who was, you know, probably about 13 or something. He was buried mm-hmm. all the way in the sand up to his like neck and with his friends <laughs> and my <laughs> Sinatra, he's, he had no class. I love that dog. <laughs> he actually peed on this kid's like, no, no. I was so no. embarrassed and the kid jumped up and ran the ocean and luckily the mom was oh. cool about it. And I was just, this is a really kind of classy part of, uh, yeah. of the area. And oh, yeah. I just kind of put my own tail between my legs and said, I'm so sorry. And I, I, I shortly <laughs> left the beach there later. Um, that Gosh. dog, so many stories about that dog. He was, oh, he was no. that'd be my nightmare getting peed on. Okay. I know. Well, but anyways, that's okay. my, that's my memory of Laguna yeah. Beach, but tell me more about this center. Well, okay. So the Pacific Mammal Center, they, they do a lot of rescue of California sea lions. And so when you go there on the tour, they, they talk about, 
um, you know, how these seals are eating plastic. And, and since we just talked about what they eat in the ocean, like think of an octopus or some of these fish. I mean, they have different colors and that's a way a seal knows what to hunt. So these seals are eating a lot of plastic. I mean, think of red or blue balloons, you know, trash of course, that, that's yeah. colorful and they come up and they're like, I see it floating. It looks kind of like, Ooh, maybe that's an octopus. And they eat it really quick and they swallow it. Sure. So they tell a story. Yeah. They told her a story how one of the seals just was not doing well and they can't do surgery on them. Right. And mm. so they had to euthanize it. And then when they opened up the stomach, it was just all full of plastic. And so now they have this jar full of plastic to show this is what seals are eating, you know, so because it fills their stomach, if they don't digest it and they feel full, but they're not. And so they starve to death. And so, so yeah, and I I saw a couple of young seals that looked ribby. I mean, they, they looked malnourished and I'm just curious to think like, is their stomach full of garbage, you know, where they can't eat? And it's just, it, it's just horrible. It's horrible. So we got to get a handle on the plastic, but you know, that's not what they normally eat. It's, it's, you know, they got to eat the fish and keep the cephalopods and check and the crustaceans and, you know, they, they just serve such a critical role in that. Then what, like Angie said, as far as what eats them, tiger sharks, great white sharks, and then the Galapagos sharks are all predators of the Hawaiian monk seal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's usually the, you know, smaller ones. I mean, uh, the pups or not, not the the young ones, the juveniles under a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a question, Angie, something to ask you, maybe you can answer this with behavior. How often are seals out in the water versus on land? Do you know? Yeah, Chris, I was kind of wondering the same thing because. Obviously, we're used to seeing seals on land because that's where it's easier mm-hmm. for us to observe. But interestingly enough, the Hawaiian monk seal spends about two thirds of its life in the ocean. Wow. Okay. Swimming around. And, and once again, that's going to depend on if it's breeding season or if they're molting, right? As you mentioned earlier, or if mm-hmm. it's a, a mother and her pup. So then, of course, they're going to be on land more. But no, in general, they are out there. And they're also non-migratory, so they don't leave the Hawaiian Islands, as you mentioned, but they they will travel distances around the islands, of course. And it's a huge chain, as you mentioned, yeah. to, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, their range can be anywhere from like locally, like right around the island to deep dives and other foraging areas that can be, I don't know, up to 40 kilometers away and from different from island to island so mm-hmm. they do travel a lot and they're out in the ocean and they have to eat a lot of food as we mentioned to get six percent mm-hmm. or more depending on the season of their uh, of their body weight and seafood and fish and all that so they'll generally stay close to the island that they were born at where they were reared as a pup um, but some will move to different islands over their lifetimes. And of course it probably depends on prey density and things like that. Now, what's really cute about seals in general is Hawaiian monk seals and other types of pinnipeds. They can't rotate their hind flippers, right? They're like little, mm-hmm. le- it looks like little legs. They're flippers, right? They mm-hmm. have two, mm-hmm. uh, 
so as a result of this, they use their front flippers to basically move them about on land. So they're, they're a little clumsy and maybe not the most gracious when they're hauled out on land. But in the water, Chris, this is where they shine. In the water, they're extremely agile. And they can use their back flippers to steer and move their bodies, take tight corners, you know, just super graceful, like acrobatics in water, if you will. Um, so it's kind of funny to see the two dichotomy of them on land and a little, you know, fun to look at, funny, if you will, how they move and kind of inch here and there and everywhere and move pretty slow. But in the water, I mean, they can swim really well. And do you think they sleep on shore or out at sea? Well, I know they nap on shore. I mean, that's, but the only thing is, so when you say two thirds the time out in the ocean, they've got to spend some taking naps, right? I'm just saying, going back to walrus, I know the walrus like inflates their head almost with air, right? To Mm -hmm. float. Do they do that? I don't know. I couldn't find anything about that. As we know, they're mammals that they have to come up to breathe air uh, every couple minutes. So I think they'll do some resting out at sea. But in general, they their heavy sleep is going to be on on the shore. Okay. 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 And now, when we seals in general are known to be smart and curious, easy to train. They're marine mammals. So I couldn't find any specific studies on of monk seal, quote unquote, intelligence. That doesn't mean it's not out there and we probably need more of it. Um, but they definitely communicate a lot with each other. And mm-hmm. typically that's going to be through vocalizations. So a lot with mothers and nursing pups. But then mm-hmm. also the vocalize and grunts and barks, of course. Everybody's heard the term seal bark, but growls. And then in ways that we're actually still exploring, I was watching this really interesting educational video where a diver went down just to see if he could see any monk seals off of one of the islands uh, northwest (laughs) of the main islands of Hawaii. And he was able to find a male and this male was curious towards him. And after about a half an hour, hour or so, the male was doing these really cool vocalizations underwater probably because he felt comfortable with the diver and the filmer where he was like holding in the air in his, in his kind of like in his throat patch mm-hmm, or his mm-hmm. throat not patch but like the, the throat area the large throat yeah. area mm-hmm. and and then like letting making noises and then like letting out bubbles slowly and Honestly, the researchers are like, we don't know if this is territorial, if it's to attract a male, if it's friendly. There's just still a lot we don't know. So they're, we, we're used to them barking and making these, all these different vocalizations on land and kind of studying that. Whereas what they're even doing underwater, we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But the Hawaiian seal in general is solitary. It likes to be by itself unless it's a, Basically, unless it's a, a mom and a pup. And interestingly enough, that's kind of how it got its name. So the monk basically comes from the fact that it lives a solitary lifestyle except for breeding. Because most seals, like you're used to seeing, live in these huge colonies. 
Right, right. The monk seal is much different. Um, they mm-hmm. might come together for breeding purposes or whatever, but they don't live in these big colonies. That's not really what they do. And so that's where the monk comes from. And then also the loose skin around their neck, which, as I mentioned, when they're vocalizing, where they can kind of hold air or whatever, uh, basically reminded people of uh, a cowl, which is like a monk's hood. So the yeah, monk, okay. The monk okay, is that's two what part, saying, yeah. yeah, from this extra skin yeah. and then the fact that they're yeah. loners, which mm-hmm. I thought is pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> they're loners. <laughs> but yeah, I love the Hawaiian name and I, I, I apologize to my dear friend Nani that lives on the big island because I should have asked her how to pronounce it. But the Hawaiian name is the Iliohoolo Ikauaua, which means the dog. Hey, hunt. that's good. That's I, good. Good job. I, I just had a lot of confidence. I don't think I actually did it right. Sometimes you just <laughs> so have to just good, like fake it just, till you make it right. But yeah, uh, yeah. but anyways, yeah. that word that I'm not going to say again, uh, which is mm-hmm, beautiful, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. means a dog running through the rough water. So that's okay. how they have their their Hawaiian Hawaiian name. But yeah, yeah. so they they're typically solitary. Which you know some of that could be with their numbers being so low. I have to wonder. Maybe it's hard for male and female to find each other. And they don't live in these big colonies. So I just wonder if that has to do with, with some of the reasons that the numbers aren't rebounding as well. Um, it's just mm-hmm. really interesting. And it just seems like, yeah, we, since we're still learning a lot about them, I mean, do we know, what do we know about their repro or their breeding or anything like that? Um, not enough, unfortunately. Yeah, and not we, much. Yeah. And we see this a lot with marine animals, mammals, animals in general, uh, but what we do know is breeding is rarely observed. It does take place offshore and they don't really necessarily seem to have a breeding season, which for a tropical dwelling species, that makes sense, right? They're right there around, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've got good weather, but researchers think there is an uptick in births around March and April and a wine monk seal will give birth to a single pup. So just one at a time. And that can happen anywhere between March, April, May, June, and often ends in August. And so, Chris, once breeding takes place out in the ocean, we don't know much about it. Uh, the egg is fertilized, an embryo is formed, and for three months, something really special happens and super unique that we've talked about in several species. Delayed implantation? Yeah, which makes sense because it related uh-huh. to bears, right? And, right, yeah. And we see uh, that in some cat species. Die pause, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so for three months, there's a period of delayed implantation. And they're basically total, the total time that they're, they gestate for is 11 months. So three months of delayed implantation followed by, geez, what's the math there? Another... Oh, what? Eight months? Yeah. Yes. Which is weird. I mean, why, I guess, I mean, these are ancient, I mean, like I said, these are ancient pinnipeds because in the tropics, I mean, it's a year round. There's not much of a cycle. There. I know. I mean, well, so yeah. they are monesterous, which, uh, mm-hmm. that means they only have one estrus cycle 
one chance. Bada bing, bada boom. They have yeah. one extra cycle. Okay. And that's what I too wonder, like, you know, if they can't find the male during that. And I, I couldn't find if they were like induced ovulators or anything like that mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well. So, uh, which we see in some cat species. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember about the bears. So yeah, there's definitely a lot about the reproduction that to me is super fascinating that we just don't have full answers on. Um, mm-hmm. and so when the female is ready to give birth, she'll haul out onto a beach probably near where near the breeding site. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and the female is a hundred percent in charge of taking care of the offspring, which that's just the male's missing out. Cause that pup is super cute. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and the pup comes out with that beautiful black fur, very distinguished looking, just super cute. And the pup will weigh about 14 to 17 kilograms at birth. So, I mean, that's a, Decent sized little pup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The female takes intense care of it for about 40 days, feeding it, uh, teaching it how to swim kind of in the shallow waters. And this is a super mom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Seal moms are. Well, because during these 40 days of intense like feeding and mm-hmm. nurse, you know, taking care of nursing and taking care of the baby, uh, the female will not eat during this time. Mm-hmm. Couldn't say that during when I had newborns. No, uh, no. Please eat. Please I was eat, like, please. I just gave birth. Give me a, you know, give me a cheeseburger for goodness sake. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, the female can lose hundreds of pounds over these 40 days. Hundreds. So mm-hmm. not just one, a couple hundred. Well, she's only 300, so 350. <laughs> it's, it's a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not that. I mean, well, that's what's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, anyways, I would have, I would have loved to have just lost the 30 or 40 pounds, <laughs> yes, depending on which kid it was, maybe 50, you know, yeah. but to, so, but I, yeah, she's not eating and she's, you know, of course, uh, yeah. And focus on solely taking care of that pup. But then she like goes all out, loses all this body weight, takes such good care of the baby, and then she's out. She's out like you read about. And she's done, yeah. She basically will wean the pup and, at, you know, after about 40 days or so, and she goes back out to the ocean. And, and eat. And because their, because <laughs> their eat, cycle yeah. is about 11, you know, 11 month overall gestation mm-hmm. with the delayed implantation, she basically waits three or four weeks and then will breed again. So, you know, her cycle is shortly after this weaning period, which I think is very interesting. Uh, but some cool facts about Hawaiian monk seals is they are one of a few pinniped species that will foster pups if need be. And the other two being gray seals and elephant seals. Mm. And like I said, these females do invest a lot into taking care of these pups early on. And so, you know, they, they just, spend a lot of time with them, let them play with, you know, we'll cater to their needs, of course, feeding them, but then show them how to swim and get them used to the water and playing with them. So it's really, it's really an investment. So I can see why she's like, okay, I did my time. I'm I'm out. Right, 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 right. But as far as their life cycle, their generational life cycle is both male and female don't really reach sexual maturity until they're anywhere from five to 10 years old. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling lived. So that's 15, a really yeah. slow generation interval. And we talk about, mm-hmm. and when we talk about trying to rebound these numbers with all these protective measures put into place, eh, it's that it, it takes a while when they have these yeah. slow generation 
intervals and she's only producing one pup. And then that one pup has about a 50% mortality rate. I know, yeah. And they have to find each other and there's not a lot of them. And then with the small numbers, we talk about any kind of catastrophe can be bad for them or now there's plastics in the ocean and or uh, just basically the bottleneck effect with there not being that many of them and lacking genetic diversity. So they, they're not doing as good as we'd like to see them, but they're, they're, they're hanging in there and uh, we just have to keep fighting for them. Yep. 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 And like you, you know, we opened it, we talked about their conservation success story. I mean, they are listed as endangered, you know, and max 1400. And, and I wanted to say earlier, like 1100 of those are in those Northwestern Hawaiian islands. Yes. And about 300 about the main Hawaiian islands. Yeah. That's there's really not a lot on, on the main islands uh, as far mm-hmm. as for people to see and where they are, they're usually heavily protected. So that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah. they're also a private species and they just in general aren't trying to be around people. So hopefully if, if you are on the Hawaiian islands and you are lucky enough to see them, keep your distance. Uh, you know, get a, get a camera with a, either get binoculars or a camera re- mm-hmm. with a really good zoom lens. Because when yeah. a lot of times if they are hauling out to either give birth or for whatever reason, you don't really want to interfere with that process. No, no. And there's actually, it's funny. There was actually a, uh, Rocky, the famous monk seal, mm-hmm. Hawaiian monk seal, that in, in 2017, listen to this, she decided to haul out on Waikiki. Oh my. And have her pup That's there. a busy beach. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what is she doing? So this, it just, it was a rarity and she hauled out. She must have really had to have her baby. She was feeling the labor pains and hauled out on the beach in Waikiki and had her pup there. So she became famous. I'll and, tell uh, you, those contractions get so bad. If I would have had to, yeah. I would have, uh, I would have Waikiki beach. Move over. Whatever. <laughs> out move, the open, just move over. Give me, get, give me that beach blanket <laughs> and the sunshade, please. Yeah. Nobody they, wants they weird tan on. lines. No, no, no. And then they followed on that she, uh, she was in spotted around Kauai and she had a new pup there. So. Awesome. Oh, good. That's a happy story. I love that. Yeah. 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 Well, Chris, this will be the last little quiz trivia of the day. We mentioned in the beginning of the podcast about there's only two native mammals. So it's obviously not a bird Mm -hmm. or reptile, Mm -hmm. uh, native to the Hawaiian islands. The Hawaiian monk seal being one and the other one living on land. Okay. Well, it's not a rodent because we know rodents didn't make it way out there and humans came. So introduced rodents. I'd say it was before humans got there. I'd say a bat species possibly. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Very good. Very good. bat. Yes. It's called the hoary H O A R Y bat. So yeah. Okay. Okay. But that's, I mean, and when we talk about another reason to care about the species and save them and protect them, I mean, they have been there forever. They're there before people. I mean, the, both the, Hori bat and of course the Hawaiian monk seal. So cool little piece of trivia there. I've got another one for you. Totally off topic. Oh yeah. (laughs) What were the only native fruits to North America when, uh, basically, uh, when the, when the, um, settlers, European settlers came over native fruit, apples, no, the reason I know yeah. that there's a hint. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why I know this. At least one of them, you can get that. 
Well, not pineapple, right? I mean, let's just talk about Hawaii. That's all you think of as pineapple. No, so, why would peaches. I know this fact? Like, why would me? Oh, well, blueberries? Yes. Okay. That's a berry. Very good. Blueberries, blueberries. is one. Okay. And then okay. what's the what's a Thanksgiving fruit? Oh, the uh, cranberry. Yeah. Yep. Interestingly okay. enough, uh, uh, okay. Native North America were pretty much just uh, blueberries and cranberries. Everything else has been brought okay. in. Okay. Oh, cool. As far cool. as cultivated, like po- really popular. Right. Right. And of course, there's was probably other subtle berries. berries. Yeah, 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 things like yeah, that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. just cool. native to to North America. All right. Well, I mentioned it before, and before we get to Angie's organization, just really quick, the Pacific Marine Mammal Center here in Laguna Beach. Like I said, Pippa just went there, and I I need to go there very soon. And they rescue, rehabilitate, and release marine mammals, mm-hmm. and then inspire ocean stewardship. Through research, education, and collaboration, you can actually tour their center. It, it's beautiful. They do releases. I've seen some videos of them actually capturing uh, some sea lion pups and stuff that were hurt or injured or had plastic wrapped around them, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can go visit them at www.pacificmmc.org. Mm-hmm. And just uh, an organization that I'm going to try to get somebody from there. Yeah, yes, I want to do an interview please, with them. Please, please, yeah. please, please. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I yeah, will. these guys so, are next... conservation heroes. We got to get them on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. But who's fighting for monk seals or Hawaiian monk seals specifically? Yeah. So there is a group called the Hawaiian Monk Seal Research Program, and they're on Facebook. So go ahead, go right now, on, you know, unless you're driving, and uh, give them a like on Facebook and their other social media platforms. And the research program is basically to learn all about them and they want to recover and save as many Hawaiian monk seals as possible, both through researching them, understanding their different behaviors and reproduction and nutritional needs, but also through conservation activities. And of course they use science-based evidence-based ways to, to enhance the conservation of the Hawaiian monk seal and they have programs that carry on research and monitoring to figure out what are the threats. I mean, we know obviously pollution and oceans is bad, mm-hmm. but they figure out how to basically design and implement ways to mitigate these threats and what interventions can be done to keep the monk seal populations protected and hopefully growing. So Kudos to Hawaiian Monk Seal Research Program. Uh, definitely show them your love and you will be rewarded by amazingly cute pictures in your newsfeed, which is what you need more of in your life. Trust me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They are beautiful, beautiful animals. And just, you know, tip of the week, it, we say no to plastics. I mean, that is so hard. The Pacific Marine Mammal Center actually like gets you to pledge to, to do one thing to help the oceans. So what we've decided to do is just say no to the straw. I know Angie and I have said this before, like, oh, don't do this. Don't do that. This week, just tell yourself, I'm going to refuse straws. Or if you need a straw, buy one of the reusable ones that you can clean, but no more plastic straws. I mean, just say no to it. That's a start, you know, because you want to take those small steps, develop the habit Mm-hmm. Then when you develop the habit, you'll start using less and less plastic because we've got to get to these companies and say, no, we don't want this stuff. It is ending up in the oceans. 
The it's landfills a waste. are filling up. I mean, Chris and I are showing yeah. our age, but we didn't have all these single-use plastic 30 years mm-hmm. ago. We were fine. We Do you remember the days where you, we used paper grocery bags or boxes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. So, yeah. I mean, there's just... It's, it's, it's just yeah. silliness. And, uh, yeah. but, but behavioral change is hard. Habits are hard. new habits are hard to form. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I still make a mistake on a straw here and there. So I try to keep them in my purse mm-hmm. and I have them in my purse. Of course, the mm-hmm. re, uh, reusable straws and you, I have utensils and everything. But what I've learned is you have to like, let the waiter waitress know right away when you sit down, right. like as you first order, it's almost like I, you know, I, I want to invent like a little thing you can put on your table. And if you're listening and you want to steal this idea and, and become rich, go for it. And basically <laughs> like a non-plastic, like a little paper thing you could put on a table that tells the wait staff because wait staff is busy. I waited tables for years. Yeah, they're just, yeah. they're fly, They just want to make you happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working for their tips. They're not making much money. Uh, but just communicate to the wait staff like I am one of those people. I'm one of those hippy dippy green tree hugging green yeah. mammal loving people, which everyone should be. And I'm not. I'm going to want to try to minimize my plastic use during my dining experience, whether you're dining in or dining out. So because sometimes they bring me water with a darn straw before mm-hmm. I've even said anything, and then no, I'm just yeah. I feel all defeated and and I don't want to make them feel bad because they're you know it's not always the most fun job in the world working uh, as a waitress. I, there was parts of it I loved and parts of it that I didn't love. So anyways, uh, just try to be right when you walk in, you know, or when you order, say that. And we've been, whenever we've been doing to go food recently, we, you know, we don't need utensils. We have them at home. That's right. why we're, <laughs> you know. I know. So I little know. things like that. And then you just get used to it. And of course, whenever I'm shopping at my local market, as I leave and they, and I have my, of course I have my own bags and they say paper or plastic. And if I forgot my bags or I need an extra bag, I always say no plastic, save a sea turtle. Yep. Yep. And yep. so just, then, they, and they just, love it. it. They starts. smile. It's They're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so nice. And so for this episode, yeah. we'll say no plastic, save a Hawaiian monk seal. Monk seal. Yep. No plastics, folks. We just got to f- keep fighting it. And, you know, we're going to keep doing this week in, week out. Stay tuned next week for another great episode, another great species. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. This is a great one, boy. It just doesn't yeah, get much fun. better than uh, seals. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, the more we get this out there, the better for all creatures involved. Listen, learn, share, join the movement at allcreaturespod.com